0: Everybody and welcome back to Opera stage I'm
1: Jesse and I'm Michelle,
0: and today we are reading your performance disaster stories that you guys sent in. We are so appreciative. We've got a lot on our plate. This is uh, <laughs> you guys had some you guys had some things happen.
1: You <laughs> we guys have, have some trauma to talk through today. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I was I was singing at church this morning, and and all these. Things were rolling in and I did my best to not take a peek. But, you know, you know your girl. I already took a peek at like a couple and I was just cackling. And the other church singers were like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, oh, you don't even know. Listen to this week's episode if you want to find out. Michelle's at church mid songs looking at her phone. Honestly, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) It's too good. I can't look away. These stories are just whack. So you guys are in for a treat. All right. So I feel like in the interest of being transparent, it's only fair that we also share (laughs) our own performance disasters. So Jesse, have you ever had a moment in a performance where you're just like, oh, God, nope not today you know what's funny when you when I first looked at the
0: question I was like you know I don't know if I have too many like really interesting ones and I was like no wait I got (laughs) you I in this the worst part is this is in grad school which just felt worse but I was doing a performance with chamber singers and I was singing we were singing a Bach piece and I was doing a little trio and they had chosen me for the trio and I was so excited and it was so simple like it was it, it was not complicated and any way shape or form which is important to note I thought somewhere along the way we had gotten off and I for some reason decided I would try to correct it I ended us in a completely wrong key
1: (gasps) love just
0: so wrong with my other two and I have two people with me and I, I just sit there and like You can feel the energy in the room as everyone realizes, like, that was just wrong. Why was that so wrong? Why was that so bad? And here's the thing. That was towards the beginning of, like, an hour and a half long concert. So I've just, like, there is no end cadence. There was nothing good. Like, the cadence at the end did not make sense because I had, like, somehow shifted. Maybe I have no idea what I did, if I'm being honest. I've blocked out the memory pretty dang well. But gosh, it, it, it's always the simple stuff that throws you because you just don't even think you have to worry about it.
1: <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah.
0: Oh, cursed. Absolutely cursed. And we had another concert of that piece to do. And I literally pulled those girls aside and we did it right before the concert because I was like, i we cannot mess up like that again. I'll die. <laughs> They'll kick me out of grad school. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I could not look my director in the face. Uh, for the rest of that concert I just kind of like stared at his hands and I was like just don't make eye contact
1: just don't even think about it (laughs) oh gosh what a time
0: what a time like truly truly cursed like I then we like we did that performance in Chicago and we had to go back to Urbana I remember just like laying in the car being like I I want to die (laughs) like it's like it feels so real and I'm sure that like that he does not even remember it but I
1: do Oh yeah, no, not at all.
0: Oh yeah, my director like probably doesn't think about it at all. But that one, that one will haunt me because it just there was so much concert left after it, and I was like, I just want to leave. I don't want to be here. I'm not a singer.
1: See, that's the worst because if it happens at the beginning of the concert, you're just like, well, <laughs> that's it, folks. What what else is gonna go wrong? What else, Stay
0: tuned. What else do you want from me? Like, can can I just please leave? Like, what could I possibly give you that you came here for? Just let me go. And, like, not only that, like, I'm surrounded by other musicians. Like, yeah, like, those are all people that I work with. And so it was just, (laughs) it was just too, like, I had to, I had to see all of those people the next time I went to choir. (laughs) Yeah. And pretend that I know how to sing.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, this doesn't obviously count as something that happened in real life because it was a dream. But can I share a stress dream that I had with you? (laughs) Yeah, please do. So for Easter service, my church, I I, am a worship leader at like a mega church. So we do a lot of like contemporary Christian type stuff. But our music director also like really likes classical music. And likes the fact that I'm classically trained. So she'll like weave in classical esque pieces for me and this one other opera singer that leads at our church. So it's really fun. It's very considerate of her. And it's always like interesting the pieces that she picks. But Easter went fine. We had no problems with Easter. But for whatever reason, like the night after Easter, I was just hit with this absolutely horrid dream that I showed up to church and we weren't doing any contemporary Christian songs. It was like all Bach. It was, like, all classical stuff. And I didn't know until I came to rehearsal. I didn't have any sheet music. And I was leading a solo with full orchestra, like this Bach cantata. And they were like, cool, this is your song. And I was like, do not catch me sight-reading Bach with orchestra, which, like, that like what?
0: Sight-reading Bach. The thing about Bach is, like, it doesn't feel like it should be hard to sight-read.
1: It's not, like, the second time through you know what I mean like but you always need that first time where you're like where are we going okay this is what we're doing okay here we gotta jump like oh I'm I'm going below like you know like you need a second to like get your bearings but you want to know what my freaking toxic brain does to make this situation even worse my brain's like okay sure Michelle you're gonna go sight read this Bach cantata with orchestra that you've never seen before and didn't know was happening until you're walking on stage. I get up on stage. I open my binder. There is no sheet music. I have sheet music <gasps> for every other song except that one. And then I woke up. <laughs> my brain horrifying. would not let me actually live that. And I'm actually kind of sad because part of me wants to know like what actual fire garbage would have come out of my mouth trying to just improvise Bach. But yeah.
0: Oh, uh, for anyone who really wants to know how badly I messed up, what we were singing was literally Jesu meine Freude, which makes it even worse, because obviously <laughs> it's a very well-known piece. And it's just the little trio that's the Dendas Gazettes, I believe. Anyway. Yeah, no, don't sight read and or <laughs> make up Bach. I would love to see someone improvise Bach sung. <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that's one of those memories that definitely plays in my head before I try to go to bed. For yeah. sure. You know, What about you? Do you have any, like, non-stress dream actual stories?
1: You know, I have a couple. I'll get into it later in the episode. But, you know, this week we actually threw up some spicy polls to you guys. You guys freaking love our polls. And that makes us excited because we, too, love the polls. But, Jesse, you want to start us off with our first uh, performance disaster-themed poll? Absolutely. <laughs> our first one is, have you
0: ever forgotten your lyrics mid-performance? And 89% of you said, yep. And 11% of you said, I'm a lyric master. I am, uh,
1: kudos, 11% is honestly higher than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be 100%, yep. Because yeah. I do not know of a single, per- well, you know, I think everybody's f- forgotten lyrics. It just depends on whether or not you are unlucky and it actually happened in a performance. Well,
0: yeah, but even when I was like doing a role, like I would have little flubs all the time. And it would, maybe it would just be a word and then I'd catch on with the next word. But there were always little things.
1: Yeah, I think it's totally normal. Yeah. Um, and I
0: think I've already told the story from my grad recital where I just replaced an entire virtue of French with just yeah. a loss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what? Nobody except my voice teacher knew. It, it's an excellent save. I mean, it's still French. So you know what? We call that a
0: iconic victory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and for those of you who know Mike, who's been on the podcast and is a frequent a frequent friend in the uh, Discord, right, he just like leaned over and started whispering my French to me because he's a homie. Um.
1: <laughs> we love to see but, it. Yeah,
0: I'm shocked. I just feel like I feel like once you've done enough, you like you have forgotten words at some point.
1: Yeah, this 11% that's never forgotten their lyrics mid-performance, can I just like steal some of your brain cells because (laughs) apparently I'm running pretty low. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But our other question that we asked you guys is, have you ever fallen on stage? (laughs) And 32% said yes, rip. And 68% said not yet, which makes sense to me.
1: You like how I put not yet? so not yet yeah truly yes versus no have you fallen just not yet
0: (laughs) that's definitely how i feel about it because i i have not actually taken a fall on stage
1: i haven't either i've almost taken a fall um because of like of because of costumes
0: yeah usually it's like stepping on a dress yeah
1: yeah yeah but i have never like fully you know i've i think i've fallen during rehearsals or like have almost fallen during rehearsals but never in a production yeah Luckily. So the best is yet to come.
0: When I was in <laughs> high school, we had to do this. Uh, we were doing Bye Bye Birdie. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set a scene for you real quick. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So we had these like two staircases. All right. We had one staircase leading upstage, And then we had two staircases that went off of it to the sides to make like s- separate platforms. Right. Mm-hmm. Get the idea. So mm-hmm. from staircase to staircase, there's a flat space in between on that upper mm-hmm. level. I had Mm -hmm. to stand on one staircase. The guy who was standing in the middle would lean forward so his back was flat. Mm -hmm. And then I had to basically do a cartwheel over him that relied on my back being flat against his. So, like, I would hook my arms into his and then kick my legs over cartwheel style and land on the other staircase. Okay. And I I came close to falling many, many times. Because trying to do a cartwheel over someone's back, hooking your arms against theirs, if your heights don't even, like align perfectly and land on another staircase which is
1: not a flat surface um this sounds like an actual disaster waiting to happen I'm yeah and that you was like, in high something. school
0: like i don't know why i was being asked to do it at all <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it was truly like the stupid like the most stupidly risky thing because if i had fallen off i would have fallen like uh like three or four feet like it would have been a pretty bad fall because the, like i said it's already on a raised platform mm-hmm yeah. So I am shocked that I haven't followed It's my point.
1: Wow, wow. All right,
0: what's our next poll?
1: We asked you guys, have you ever missed your entrance during a production? And 40% said yes, well, there goes my cue. And 60% said no. You know, more people miss their cue than I would have expected.
0: <laughs> I feel like I did miss a cue maybe in high school once. But I I didn't miss a cue after I got into college.
1: I've never missed a cue, but I've definitely gotten close to missing one.
0: Yeah, I can't remember a specific instance where I have, so maybe I've just cut it close.
1: Yeah, that would give me hella anxiety, though. I had to
0: improvise on stage during a play, not during a musical or an opera. But I've had to improvise before to kill time because somebody hadn't shown up yet.
1: Can you imagine you're in an opera? You're like in the green room, and then you hear <gasps> your music, the ensemble. You're supposed to be, yeah, and you are like, oh, I can't even imagine. I think that at that point, I wouldn't even go in on stage. I would just pick up a shovel and start burying <laughs> myself
0: in the ground. <laughs> I would love it if someone I performed with wrote in and was like, "You don't remember when you missed a cue."
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do you remember this time you left me hanging?
0: <laughs> I almost missed a cue because the guy in s- in charge of my like, there was a guy who was supposed to bring me the outfit I had to quick change into, and he didn't bring me the clothing. But we got there. <laughs> I, I've never changed faster in my life. Sorry, I have an ice cube in my mouth. <laughs> I've never
1: changed faster in my life. We got a little accent there. i never changed faster in my life. i never
0: changed faster in my life. When I work behind the bar, my accent gets really exaggerated because I'm talking to a lot lot of really Southern people, so it starts to mimic <laughs>
1: We love to see it. We also asked you guys, have you ever had a really bad voice crack during a performance? And forty per- 46% of people said, um, yeah, was that a rooster? And 54% of people said, no, thank God. And speaking of voice cracks, this didn't happen during a performance, but during yesterday's rehearsal, I was leading a song at church and I had the most egregious voice crack God in blessed. my mic like, first passaggio and i literally like looked behind myself and was like is there a teenage boy behind me like there's no way that that just came Curse. out of my mouth <laughs> that's so funny i've i it might have actually been the worst voice crack i've ever had i wish that it was i wish it was recorded but i don't know what happened it was literally just like uh-huh. You were there for my worst voice crack. (gasps) Baby's first voice crack?
0: I don't remember this. Not my first, my worst. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like your first voice crack? Wow. Yeah, it might have been like the first one I remember at least. It was our freshman year at Pepperdine and we were doing a piece by a student composer. And I think we had to like jump up to a G on the word people, (laughs) which is a little awkward. (laughs) And my poor little freshman soprano voice was not ready for it. And so there is a recording somewhere on YouTube, but like we jumped up there and my voice went like, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> buddy, <laughs> what? Oh. I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to actually fix the audio on that because I probably peaked the audio.
1: <laughs> being that oh, You close definitely to the peaked the audio, it just blew out yeah, my ears. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're totally fine. I enjoyed the reenactment. But do you remember this? vaguely. I don't remember there being video evidence, so I cannot wait to share that in our Discord. How Um, dare you. (laughs) Just kidding.
0: (laughs) I don't think it actually sounds as bad on the thing as it did in person. Luckily, but (laughs) it's so bad. And I just remember being like, what?
1: I mean, voice cracks can definitely sound pretty Mm -hmm. darn tragic, but they always feel worse than they sound.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, like it's just the weirdest feeling because your voice like literally goes out from under you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes it's like if somebody ripped off your pants <laughs> that's the best truly way to describe it just a trapdoor is released below you
0: yeah i'm glad <laughs> i'm not a man though because i feel like it's much harder for men like i feel like it happens more often
1: I that's why i was so shocked when i had such an egregious <laughs> yeah, I a <crack>. teenage boy <laughs> i was like where's where's the the preteen that just took over my mic <laughs> it was incredible. wild incredible Um, We also asked you guys, have you ever had your sheet music fall off of your stand? And 52% said, going, going, gone. (laughs) And 48% said, nope. And my favorite part of this was that we had somebody reply to this this poll. And they said, well, the whole music stand I was provided fell apart. (laughs) (laughs) That's just comedic at that point. Which just really takes the cake. During a performance, can you imagine you're like not even it's not even like your sheet music just like blows off like literally your entire stand just breaks
0: that would be so upsetting because like your music falling off the stand sucks and like it can be difficult to like recover from that but your whole music stand falling apart like what do you even do
1: but also that would be so loud Like music stands are already so loud, just existing. That one falling over or breaking would be like so insane. But what made it even better is that I started talking to this this person, and they said I also slid off of a rake stage into the orchestra pit in a production of Barber. And I was like, "You fell into the
0: orchestra pit? Like, Like, yeah? I need more info on that one."
1: Well, I messaged them back and I was like, please, for the love of God, please tell me that there's video evidence. And they were like, no, but that would have just been like my ultimate time on and off but, stage. But like, what
0: happened? Did they hit musicians? Did they, so? What happened? I don't know. Okay. I have a lot of
1: questions. We'll be following up with this person. We will
0: do a follow up on this one and I will let you guys know what I find <laughs> out because i like, you can't just tell me you fell into an orchestra pit. Did you hit the orchestra?
1: <laughs> was the orchestra also in the pit? Like...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you fell into the orchestra pit in a production, like, during...
1: Like, I don't know if it was in a production. They just sent that to me. It may have not. It may have been in a rehearsal. It could have been in anything. But they've. I have to so many questions
0: that must be answered.
1: And I really like the idea of somebody falling into the pit. I f- think that's absolutely. Did hilarious. the conductor catch you? Like what's going on? bud? conductor drops baton to catch body. I love that. We also asked
0: you guys: Have you ever had your phone go off mid-performance? And eight percent said yep, and ninety-two percent said nope. That's good. <laughs> I was going to say, and to that eight percent,
1: shame on you. <laughs> shame.
0: Yeah i I have only come close to this happening once, and it was during it was undergrad. And I, I I never bring my phone anywhere with me during performances. But during a chamber singer concert, I didn't realize I had left it in the pocket of my choir folder.
1: Oh, what a risky and risky game! I was
0: never been so stressed. It turned well. It it was actually off. I had turned it off before we even got on stage, but I couldn't remember if I had turned it off.
1: Yeah, and there's absolutely no way to, like, sneakily pull that out of the little folder flap. Yeah, there's no way.
0: Yeah, it was just, and we were singing the quietest, most intimate music in that concert. And I was like, if my phone goes off, I will actually have to die right here. I will never (laughs) show my face again on this campus. I will never look at this conductor in the eyes again. I will leave. But no, I had turned it off because, I, like I said, I I almost never bring my phone anywhere with me during any kind of performance. I have no clue why I put it in my folder and didn't just put it back in my bag. But I've never been so stressed.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, any performance, my phone is on airplane mode as far away from the stage as humanly possible for the exact same reason. Because I agree, if my phone went off during any production i would simply pass away and i agree with you i'd never be able to uh show my face ever again
0: yeah no like that was the only time i've ever brought my phone anywhere near a stage but you know what happens guys when i say shame on you to the eight percent i'm i'm mostly just laughing mostly <laughs> um, and then we have has your instrument ever betrayed you you know string snapping faulty reads things like that <laughs> and 33 of you said yes still salty 67 percent said no dang that's a Lot of that's, I mean, that's a third faulty instruments, which I guess I just don't think about. Like, I, I talk all the time about obviously your voice is like super vulnerable to basically anything you do to it, <laughs> anything you do to your body. Just
1: so vulnerable, <laughs> but
0: I just don't think about instruments in the same way. I actually didn't think about it at all with instruments until I was working with a clarinetist on Der Hirt auf dem Felsen, the Schubert piece. And I didn't realize like how much like you you have to sometimes use different reads because the moisture content in the air has changed or like the read isn't just just isn't feeling right that day because it won't produce the right kind of sound. Like I, I simply do not know enough. Yeah. I can't imagine anything worse than like a string snapping mid concert though because what are you going to do like a read change would be tricky but not impossible
1: uh replacing a string would be rough. Oh, it's game over. Also, if the string just snaps back at you and smacks you in the face, like can you imagine? Just pokes out your eye.
0: Oh, yeah. No.
1: Plus I'm sorry, but there are a few things that are funnier to me than the sound a string makes when it boing, boing, boing. snaps. Yeah. That or like when a when a bow there's that one little Oh and all the that, hair just goes. Few. Yeah, and it goes few.
0: like it <laughs> lip.
1: That is peak comedy to me. Just straight up Looney Tunes Bugs Bunny moment.
0: Nothing worse than a flaccid bow. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, and you know, we'll probably throw some videos from concerts and things where this has happened up in the Discord when this episode goes out because I know a couple like videos. There there's a great video of obviously the bow thing happening or string snapping because everyone's just like, "What do you do?" And then there's also a great video of a violinist who has a phone go off in the concert and he starts playing oh, <laughs> the tune of the phone thing, which is like both a flex and being like, we're not going to move on from this. We're going to draw more attention to what
1: you've done. <gasps> oh my gosh. A couple months ago, ew, there was that viral video of some awesome violinist doing a solo and a butterfly lands literally like square between her eyes. Have you seen that video?
0: (gasps) No, I have not. For those of you who don't know, Michelle is terrified of butterflies.
1: I'm terrified of of most flying insects, particularly moths and then butterflies. And it just, it lands on her face and it stays there and it like crawls up. And I, I, (laughs) I have no words. I would combust. I would be screaming and flailing and this violinist just plays as if not like she looks, sees that it's a butterfly in between her eyes and then is just like, OK, Michelle, <laughs> like, I, can she, you
0: imagine? She, yeah, I can't imagine like I've been in like one of those tunnels that's just like full of butterflies. But- yeah, but how much money, how much money would we have to raise for you, for you to let me film you going through like one of those tunnels that is just like, it's a butterfly room.
1: You want to just make me cry? Yes. <laughs> but like in pursuit of
0: raising money for opera off stage.
1: Um, I'm definitely going to say like a thousand dollars. Oh, I don't think you yes. understand. Okay, when
0: we do our fundraiser for opera off stage this year, we will put that as a reward <laughs> One, I I may personally finance that one.
1: I just want you to know that if I have to do this, I will be crawling on the floor, oh. <laughs> sobbing, trying oh, to be this. as far away from I the butterflies this so as humanly much. Please, possible.
0: Please help me raise money to see Michelle in pain. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I, I will say that butterflies are slightly more manageable for me than moths. If you had a moth room, which... <gasps> I literally have goosebumps.
0: <laughs> I told you, like, I had, like, a six-inch moth land on me once, right? Because I thought it was a bat.
1: I would simply die. Honestly, I think I could die from just thinking about that for too long.
0: That one was, like, a little scary because I just wasn't prepared for it to land on me. But I think more people would agree with you with about moths. I, I remain unbothered.
1: I am so bothered. <laughs> but... <laughs> I
0: digress. So, guys, just remember when we have our our eventual fundraiser for Opera Offstage, if you want to see a video of Michelle walking through a butterfly room or tunnel,
1: donate. We're violently sobbing and crawling.
0: It's <laughs> eh, worth it. So, anyway, let's get into you guys'
1: stories. <laughs> oh gosh! All right this this first one was emailed to us, and uh, I'm excited. So this one says. This was more of a pre performance disaster, but a disaster nonetheless. Recently, I was asked to sing Rosen Cavalier Final Trio with two of my friends at one of my friend's recitals. I traveled from out of state to be there and I had bought a dress to fit the part of the marshalin, my role in the trio. Ten minutes before the recital started, I went to warm up to check in on my voice real quick and all of a sudden I felt a lot of air behind me my dress had split down the middle and there was no way to salvage it so I could wear it When I was packing for my trip the day before, I decided to bring one more dress just in case I changed my mind. Thank God I left it in my car rather than unpack it. My friend, who was playing Octavian, was able to get me out of the split dress and into the new one just before the recital started. A few people who had seen me in the old dress before were confused, which was kind of amusing. Thankfully, the trio wasn't until after the intermission and I was able to cry for a hot second and warm up again. Wow. It was legitimately one of my worst nightmares, but I've learned that overpacking can be a really good thing and having friends to help during a fashion crisis is the best. The trio turned out really well too and is one of my most memorable co- <laughs> and is one of my most memorable collaborative experiences. PS, I love your podcast and I had been listening to it while I was traveling to the recital. <gasps>
0: Yo, that's so cute. That's so sweet. Also, <laughs> the, your note at the end is very sweet. Your story is a nightmare.
1: I really just, I don't know why. Part of me f- thought that when she said, and all of a sudden, I felt a lot of air behind me was like ghost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ghosts. Wow. If somebody's if somebody's performance horror story is just like ghosts, I and would then, be I- <laughs> incredible. No, I was like that's we're starting insane. off really oh my gosh thank goodness you had an extra dress like I can't oh my gosh (laughs) I'm so stressed
1: this makes me super stressed because I cannot think of one instance in which I have ever brought an extra dress to any sort of no anything like I I'm always so much like a I mean I just wouldn't
0: (laughs) yeah you'd have to like pin me together like there's no way oh my gosh
1: yeah like just get some binder clips
0: I'm so glad that turned out okay
1: and thank God that they left it in the car because they're so right if they had packed it and it was just, they had an extra dress, but it wasn't around. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that the trio ended up going super well and that it all worked out in the end. But fashion disasters are genuinely one of the most stressful things in the world.
0: Well, truly, because like it's just an immediate distraction and like anything that goes wrong with your clothing, you feel on you the entire time you sing. Like I, I'm super nitpicky about the clothing I wear when I sing because like necklace certain necklaces really bother me and like anything not fitting just right is like I can't handle it when I sing.
1: oh yeah absolute no-go oh my gosh
0: but also thank you for your sweet note
1: (laughs) I love the fact that we were hyping her up before this impending doom yeah well hopefully hopefully that's what brought you a bit of good luck
0: and I'm glad you had a really good time performing cause, and I you know I'm it's equally impressive that you were able to get yourself right in the like back in the right headspace because it's so hard when something rough
1: happens right before you go on Um, definitely the most relatable part of the story is when they say um, the trio was went right after mission and I was able to cry for a hot sec and warm up again that is oh uh, we love to see it you let out that quick cry you warm up and you go. Oh, uh, what a baller. So I actually,
0: I have another story. This one is, isn't is so much about me personally, although I did mess something up. <laughs> this is actually not even a, a music one. When I was a little kid, I did community theater at this tiny, tiny, tiny little black box theater in my town. And we were doing Peter Pan. And because it Cute. is a tiny, tiny community theater, there are more women than there are men. So I was playing a lost boy. I was playing Toodles. And this we entire production was a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> so first and foremost, our Peter Pan got sick. Like sick, sick. Oh no. Like was back in the green room just laying on the couch with like his arm over his eyes when he was not on stage. Right? Poor but baby. His- His sister was a lost boy and she was also sick and she was so sick that she could not come in. So I had to learn her entire part the night before.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. And
0: I, I screwed up. I skipped a line that leads into like a little short monologue for another one of the lost boys. Uh, It was the only line that I missed in the first night when I had to take over the second role and my role. But I only missed that one line. And that kid whose monologue I skipped was furious with me. Just like absolutely. And you have to know that we were like probably
1: like nine. <laughs> like we were young. You stole that person's moment. I stole of shame. his moment
0: in the show. Like he was mad, mad about it. But I'm sitting there just being like, I just like doubled my lines in one night. So. <laughs> Fun, fun times. But the other big thing that (laughs) happened was we were a low-budget production in general, but also, like, Peter Pan has a little thing of fairy dust, right? Like, that's a whole part of it, right? I don't know why they gave him a glass vial, but he dropped it, and it shattered. And so there were thin pieces of glass all over this black box stage in a show with a bunch of Lost Boys. And you know what Lost Boys don't wear? shoes yeah there you go and it, like this is truly like the world's tiniest black box there's no rules osha's not gonna come in
1: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> like oh my gosh glass on the stage a peter pan with a fever a lost boy out sick <laughs> it was just like anything that could have gone wrong did wow wow yeah but you know what i honestly i still remember that show pretty fondly for all of its mess
1: (laughs) oh that's iconic oh poor little nine-year-old jesse so stressed
0: oh i didn't glass. i I was so proud of myself for learning all of those lines in one night like that that other kid could not rain on my parade because i was like yeah nobody cares about your (laughs) (laughs) monologue
1: you're like yes sunny sit down okay sorry is your name Uh, peter pan then i don't care exactly (laughs) goodbye wow 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 uh okay here's another emailed story and it starts off with hey y'all when i was in high school we didn't have many opportunities for opera so i did my school spring musical every year just to be able to sing relatable true when i was in my sophomore year i was in a production of once upon a mattress and i was in the chorus on opening night during one of the numbers i had to bend down for my choreography and when i came back up my skirt rips in the back oh my god (gasps) another one wow I immediately grab my skirt and do the rest of the number holding the back of my skirt so that it doesn't fall as I'm on stage. To make matters worse, this was the night that all of my family and friends were attending the show. Luckily, I was close to the back so you couldn't see all of what had happened depending on where you sat. But I was... but it was so embarrassing. As soon as the number was over, I ran to the costume director we had and just said, how fast can you fix this? I have to be on again soon. Since then, I have made it my mission not to have any more costume disasters. I <laughs> love the podcast and hope if y'all read this, that y'all find this funny because it makes me laugh now.
0: Oh my, oh gosh.
1: my gosh. Well, first of all,
0: let me say that like, having a ripped skirt or like having something like that that happened to you in Once Upon a Mattress at least is kind of appropriate because for those of you who don't know Once Upon a Mattress like even the name of it is like a joke about sex yeah (laughs) yeah so at least it would have been in theme for the show oh my gosh like and that's the thing you're trying to act casual while you're just like holding up your
1: outfit and being like I can't turn around I know and not when the family and friends are there that's even oh more gosh. like more rough. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's. I like how their mission is to not have any more costume disasters. As if that's in their control. Yeah, as if <laughs> as
0: if you planned this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you once again for. It. I love the little sweet notes at the end. Y'all are so nice,
1: so nice, and it does make me laugh. That is very funny, and nothing is more stressful than a, a costume disaster. I. You know what? It's coming back to me do you I don't know if you were called for this rehearsal you probably were but when we did magic flute in undergrad there was that one I don't know one of our like final like pre-dress rehearsals I was wearing this little like spaghetti strap dress and all of a sudden it one of my straps just pops and like (laughs) the front of my dress starts to peel down and I was like hello and I was singing we were singing like the big like ending act one finale and I literally am just holding up this half of my dress that is about to expose me. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, I don't. And it literally like just went boop and like flipped down. And I remember my partner Alex literally was like, "Did you like what?" what happened? He's like, I saw something out of the corner of my eyes, something wrong with your dress. And I'm like, yeah, can you tie it back together for me? Because you're about to have your bits out for Tamino. Truly. I was like, Oh my God. I know we just met and we're in love or something, but like, holy <laughs> <moldy>. <laughs> wow. She's really skipping to the wedding night. Uh, this is like really mood fast. Oh,
0: once upon a mattress specifically always makes me laugh because I went to a Christian high school and we did once upon a mattress because we had a college director who was sitting in and, like, guest directing. Who didn't understand that we weren't allowed to talk about sex at this school. At, well and truly. Like, we didn't have dances at my high school because uh, <laughs> Jesus doesn't like that. Um, literally footloose. Literally living out footloose. So, Once Upon a Mattress, like, if you remember the opening of the story is, like, these this couple, one of them is pregnant. And no one's allowed to be pregnant until the prince gets married. Right? That's like the basic premise, but they wrote in extra lines saying that they got married before they got
1: pregnant. Absolutely iconic. Yeah, they had to take out a lot of the
0: references, and it didn't make sense because half the humor in that show is, of course, it, it's innuendo. The king's name is Sextimus. It's just, it was too much. So that show always makes me laugh because it makes me think of the uh, the censored
1: version. Yeah, that's going to be a no from me.
0: Footloose! <laughs> yeah hard no we were allowed to dance in the musical we just didn't have dances we had banquets anyway not important <laughs> let's go back to your stories um, uh, another one you yeah. wrote in i did a competition in undergrad and i performed a piece that i learned very very last minute wow it's super relatable a baller um like just in the week leading up to the competition okay
1: less relatable wow that's impressive I'm stressed. <laughs>
0: yeah, already. It was an English aria, and I completely forgot the words as the two-bar intro started playing. <laughs> and oh, I ended right
1: up from the get-go
0: flubbing and making up all new lyrics for the entire first verse of the piece until I remembered the words for the second verse. Somehow, I still ended up getting an honorable mention and winning some money.
1: Oh, my God. Well, good for you. Wow. Apparently, you need to become a lyricist because whatever... <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> New first verse you s- just dropped on them, worked out in your favor. And you still um, got
0: an honorable mention. Like, that's incredible.
1: You know, those English arias will really get you. Yeah. <laughs> you. That's what That's what happens to every time you have to have a musical theater selection in an audition. You're like, eh, it's fine. It's easy. It's in English. How hard can it be? And then that's the piece you mess up.
0: The, this is also why you always look at the first words like, if you're looking over your piece, you always look at the first words before you look away. Like, you don't you don't end by looking at the end of the piece. If you're just sitting, waiting, looking through your music, you need to look at your first couple words because those are the ones that'll get you every time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. This reminds me of one of our teachers from Pepperdine who also had a story like this where she forgot all of the words to an English piece and just made them up and still won a competition
1: because she's just that good. Once again librettists at large <laughs> lyricists at large yeah
0: listen you make up some stuff you're like oh the flowers the trees i'm in love
1: arias there's just no way i would pass away um basically if anything were to ever go wrong i would simply pass away um but you know what's funny i say that but i think we've talked about this on the podcast but uh you know your girl had a solo in the freaking Carmina Burana. And uh, I'll never forget. I, I don't know what happened to this day. I don't know what note I came in on. I think I came in with the violins who were playing like the fifth or some harmony. And I just came in in the correct key, but just not on the right starting note. Just like a fifth down or something. And I made my way back up. But it was wild. Like as soon really as I started, was. I was like, "There's, I'm, I'm this is not right. <laughs> this is low. What is happening?
0: Yeah, well, it was funny because, well, and truly, like, because I was also in the chorus for this, like, I had never, Michelle had never done it wrong. I know. That's what always happens It was really just the, it was unfortunate. It was literally just positioning in the orchestra where you pick up on one note instead of the other because you were in key. So for anyone who didn't already very well know that piece, nobody would have known.
1: Yeah, it was wild. I asked everybody that came and saw that concert if they noticed something and everybody was like, no, it was super great. Great job, and I was like, Phew. "See, that's that's what's worse." As I feel like every time I have some sort of performance disaster where I mess something up in the piece, it's something that I have never messed up before in my entire life, and then all of a sudden, like just <laughs> remix. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, spice it up? Yeah, I, I I like to keep myself guessing. <laughs>
0: We had another person write in and say, literally, I had no voice left, and the chorus had to perform my song for me. But you know what? They had your back.
1: What homies? A whole chorus (gasps) of homies. Oh, no.
0: Why? This just brought back a terrible memory.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. What?
0: When I was a little kid at camp, I entered the talent show, and I was just singing somewhere over the rainbow, but I got such bad stage fright, I couldn't sing. And so everyone sang it with me. Oh, my gosh. I had blocked oh my that gosh. memory out. Like, little Jesse, like, was
1: heartbroken. This repressed trauma. Yeah, well, truly. Unearthed live truly on this podcast.
0: Truly, who won versus that stage fright? Because I have a master's degree in performance. So take that. But oh, my gosh. I com- Like, just this poor little me standing in front of, like, 200 girls and just crying because I couldn't do it. Even though I've sung that song a billion times. I was little, little, though. Oh, my gosh. But not little enough for that to not suck.
1: <laughs> I think Oof. I must have
0: been in, like, early middle school, which is old enough for that to be a scar. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry. I did not mean to steal from your story, but it truly awakened a memory I didn't <laughs> want back. Um,
1: remember,
0: I started this gonna... by saying I didn't really remember most of my onstage flubs, and then they've just come flooding back to me as we read <laughs> stories. <laughs> oh, I need therapy after this episode. <laughs> And then we had another write-in that said, epic voice crack during my school's ARIA competition. Teacher cried laughing so hard. It's okay that my (laughs) teacher laughed, though, because I laughed, too. Well, that's good. And, like, honestly, as long as your teacher laughs it off. Like, a voice crack is just not your fault.
1: This would be me. I would be teacher. I would be teacher being, like, Yeah. And just sobbing because, you know, I laugh at inappropriate moments. And voice cracks destroy me. Oh gosh, that's I'm glad that they uh, they were able to laugh at it as well. Though that that's a that's a sign of a good sport and a good relationship with your teacher. So all yeah. good things, healthy teacher relationship. Woohoo! <laughs> this person said their performance disaster was that someone actually choked them during a fight scene. I'm <gasps> sorry. Imagine you are trying to act and then you are actually choked. Somebody actually <laughs> chokes you. <laughs> Okay, but this reminds me of a dear friend of and mine. And you just who, turn, and you're just like, this is not my kink. No, thank you. Well, this reminds me of my friend who, um, luckily, not during a performance, but during a rehearsal. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it wasn't during a performance. Um, they were doing a fight scene because they were supposed to be like jail inmates, and so these guys are getting all rough. And our other friend just freaking throws an actual punch and broke <gasps> his nose. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: Wow, I don't know how many times you can apologize for breaking someone's nose. Mm, I don't think enough. No, <laughs> I'd, I would be so angry if someone broke my nose. But see, this is the thing about the whole stage fighting thing. is like you really have to put in time to know what you're doing because... Your When you throw a stage punch, you have to look at where you're going to throw the punch. And it's very natural to look at a person's face when they're in front of you. When you're stage fighting, uh, very often, like, you put your hand on their shoulder and you aim for that hand so that you don't hit their face. Um, Once again, I am not a stage fighting anything. This is just what I remember from the classes I took on it. But it's so easy to look at someone's face. And if you look at someone's face, you're going to throw the punch at it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And guys always... The, all, guys always go too hard i bet the choking one is also a guy <laughs> personally yeah i'm throwing it probably. out there i'm gonna i'm 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 <laughs> i'm making my bet <laughs> yeah that's just that's <laughs> i don't think once again i don't think i'd ever let someone fully live down breaking my nose <laughs> So then our, we also had someone write in. There's someone else here who you talked about your stress dream. Well, here it is. They say they improvised the second half of their Bach because they were too scared to start over at their senior recital.
1: No freaking way. There's no way.
0: There you go. They're literally living your stress dream. That in recital. In real
1: life. Wow. <gasps> wowie, wow. wow. I can't wowie. imagine something worse. I can't imagine something worse no oh and it's the second half it's so true just talked
0: about how bad that would be we literally (laughs) spent the beginning of the episode talking about what an actual
1: nightmare that is (gasps) that is disturbing also there's no coming back if it's the second half because it's true like what are you gonna do start over and then like play the first half perfectly again i'm sure as you did and then just hope for the best round two there's no way i mean like yes you should technically start over but like goodness gracious Bach, of all things, I truthfully cannot. I will say though that it, if it was for their their senior recital, they at least like more or less knew what was coming. It's not like they like didn't know what the p- chord progressions were going to be more or less. I would think. Yeah, like there's at least some familiarity, right? So you can like improvise over something that like you kind of have prepared, even if you don't do exactly what Bach wrote. But still, goodbye. Awesome. I feel like this is gonna trigger a second stress dream tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh another person it just keeps happening another person said uh not mine but someone stopped tuning their cello before it was actually in tune and proceeded to play elegy a whole half step below the piano <gasps> oh my gosh that's awful that would suck how would you like what do you do how could you literally like what do you do Did they play the whole piece flat
0: why didn't they just when they
1: why they See, stop tuning? This is also what stresses me
0: about stresses me out about these kind of things. Is like I feel like I would be the person to mess up tuning if I were an instrumentalist. Like I feel like I would get stressed out about spending too much time tuning. Yeah, and then I would immediately be like regret it. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I think I think if it's that bad, you would have to stop and just be like, "Oops!" Like I don't uh, like to play an entire piece. A half step below
1: it would just sound so crunchy sound and awful. so bad.
0: <laughs> my senior recital. So we had another person write in who said my senior recital. I opened with Vado Madove, and I had never had any mistakes. Towards the end of the piece, I completely blanked and proceeded to just finish. I smiled and just stood there as my pianist quickly understood and ended the piece with a flare. At least, <laughs> like pianists, at least are so good at reading you.
1: Oh absolute saviors. I
0: also opened my senior recital with Vado Madove. What a fun piece. But see, it's one of those things where it is such a it's a piece that feels so easy that we don't think about it. It's like the last piece we're worried about on our recitals and then it it kicks your butt.
1: It's just, that's the curse. So basically the takeaway of this episode is never feel too comfortable. Never feel safe (laughs) because you are not safe. The
0: nice thing about that concert aria is it's just unpopular enough for you not to really have to worry about it because most people will not know how it ends.
1: (laughs) I really just like the fact that they were like, it's gone from my brain and therefore it is finished. (laughs) And then the pianist says like, it's finished. Oh, yes, it is finished.
0: (laughs) It is finished.
1: (laughs) Forever, amen. (laughs) It it is done. Oh, my God. Jesus did not raise from the dead on that piece. (laughs) We love to see it. Jesus (laughs) stayed dead. Oh, gosh. But that's exactly what what freaking happened to me in my grad recital. I just came in in the wrong freaking key out of nowhere on a piece that I had never... Like, we barely rehearsed it cuz it was so easy. It was so comfortable. I like
0: how many of yours I've gotten to experience live.
1: I know you got <laughs> to experience that one live. And then the worst part is that I tried to come in a second time still not in key. Is <laughs> you handled it, it very time.
0: gracefully though. Because there are times where I truly believe the best thing to do is just like do a quick reset. And I think that I, you handled it beautifully.
1: I just like looked at my pianist and was just like, and she gave me the correct note. And then I looked back at the audience and I smiled and I was just like, okay, <laughs> and that started again <laughs> and everybody laughed and then it was fun. And then the piece was great because the piece has always been easy. I just don't know. <laughs> and it was really funny because after my grad recital, my pianist was like, after that set, she was like, oh my God, should we have like checked that piece during the like pre like, cause we did like, we touched on a couple parts that might be, squirrely in the set none of none of that happened it was just the one piece that's super easy that we never thought to check and i was like i don't know what happened i my brain left me it's nobody's fault (laughs) it just happened yeah but oh gosh i mean
0: i the french piece that i messed up in my grad recital was also in like the first set so i feel you but honestly it's better that like the worst that in in contrast to my earlier statement like sometimes it is best for like the like the passable flubs to happen And just get them out of the way.
1: Yeah. And your audience is, like, just going to laugh with you anyways. Like, they're not going to be like, ooh, she sucks if you restart. You just, like, make it funny and just be like, whoops. Let's try that again. And they're going to be like, awesome. Let's do it.
0: I do have another story. And this one is not about me. I went back to watch, like, the year below me from high school do their musical. Which they did (laughs) high school musical. Very cute. But they had a scene where they had the basketball team from the thing run through the theater because there is an aisle that runs straight up the middle and they ran out the theater and then they what you would have to do because of the way the theater in my high school is built is you would have to go around the outside of the building and come back through and then go into the green room and make your way up in order to not actually re-enter the the audience which is totally Mm -hmm. fine except one kid clearly thought that his mic was off when they left the building, because usually they do hit the mics and you can't hear people talk backstage or whatever. Uh, his particular mic did not go off. So when he went outside with everybody um, and said, hey, guys, I think I'm just going to take a leak in the bushes. Everyone <gasps> heard it. <laughs> we're, and the audience is roaring because how is that not funny? Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, my gosh! And he like... He's not in the theater and neither are any of the people around him. So there's no one to tell him that his mic is on. <laughs> his mic is mm-hmm. on on, and hot. <laughs> now, you might be thinking like, oh, I'm sure like the, the director really like told him off after the show. But she didn't. And she didn't tell him off because the dangerous thing about the musical, high school musical, is that there are basketballs involved. And in the final scene... The basketball came back up, hit his finger at a weird angle, and broke it.
1: Goodbye. It was such a night for him. He broke his finger in a production.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was like, wow, you can't even be mad about the mic thing because he has broken his finger for this show. Okay, but... And you see him at the end, he was, at the end, he was, like, standing there just holding his hand, being, like, trying not to have it touch anything, trying not to be, like, interrupting the end of the show.
1: I can't even imagine. I genuinely can't imagine.
0: You could see that it was broken. Like, if you looked at it, you (gasps) were like, that's broken.
1: Well, I mean, I would take a broken finger over a broken nose, but the broken nose was in a rehearsal and not literally at the finale of a show.
0: (laughs) He's just holding up this, like, finger that is not at the right angle anymore in the oh finale. God. Oh, rough.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a hard pass. Um. <laughs> hard no.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't bring basketballs on stage. Wow, wow, wow. And we have another story that says, a chorus member passed out on stage mid-performance, and the nurse ran up, and we kept going. Good for you guys for keeping going, and thank- I'm glad there was a nurse in the audience. I think every everybody's been in a choir when somebody's passed out. I don't know that I always see them, but I, I know that, like, people have passed out. I, it's so common. And actually, uh, I have... There is a YouTube video where I pass out <laughs> at a choir concert. But uh, I don't fully pass out. I was at Allstate Choir. That was either my junior or senior year of high school. Either way... No, it was my junior year. In my junior year of high school, I was in... It was the first time I gotten into all-state choir i think and i was so excited to perform and the day of the concert i woke up and i could kind of tell that i was sick but we had worked so hard like i had prepped this music for months so i did the irresponsible thing and i performed anyway and like three songs from the end i was like i can't see anymore like i i'm like i truly could not see um, but luckily, I kind of know what the feeling of passing out feels like, so I, I managed to sit down. But if you look at the video, you see me bending my knees like aggressively, trying to get blood back into my brain, and then I give in and I just kind of sit down, crisscross
1: applesauce on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> see one, but I've you never... know what?
0: I didn't pass out. I did. I did actually stay conscious the entire time. Uh, but I did accidentally do the thing that happens, which is when one person starts to feel woozy and people see you sit down, they also start to feel woozy. So we did lose a different girl. Oh
1: God. Another casualty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Another casualty. I started the chain effect, but I actually, I got up and I sang the last song standing. So I'm actually pretty proud of the fact, not not that I went on stage sick, which is rude to everyone you perform with, but that I, but that I managed to not actually like flop over.
1: We love to see you. Oh
0: yeah. And then I went home and I had like a hundred and two fever. Like it was no shock that I passed out.
1: Amazing. Wonderful. At my mega church, we had somebody collapse in the middle of the aisle just like face first. <gasps> just oh, face no. down. And it was like an older person and we were in the middle of a worship set and all of the worship leaders are like looking at each other as we're still singing, trying to figure out whether or not we should keep going. But the problem with, like, performing in a giant church is, like, the only people that know something's going on are the people in that section of the aisle. And so it doesn't really make sense for everyone to stop because then it's going to be incredibly hard to get everybody back on track after everybody realizes something's going wrong. So this person's just, like, laying on the ground for a solid, like, two minutes before they, like, I don't know. I don't even see exactly... I don't even remember what happened. I think they just, like, the person like came to their senses and was fine but i was we were singing and i was like this person is dead <laughs> like, my brain was gone. like this person is no longer with us like jesus take the wheel it was wild it was absolutely bonkers so that will stick with me for the rest of my life just this person just wild <laughs> absolutely wild um, another person wrote in and this absolutely destroys me <laughs> because it's so relatable <laughs> And this person said on the final oh night divine of oh holy night my voice cracked and collapsed at the christmas vigil mass and something about cracked and collapsed <laughs> like, <that's
0: laughs> like my the, voice was the absolute
1: gone. best part of the song of just that final oh no you know like that's what everybody's waiting for. And not only for you to crack, but also whatever the heck it means for your voice to collapse. Like, wow. I'm gone.
0: Yeah. And like, if you're doing that, like you are like front and center.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, you are the soloist. And it's it's just it's unfortunate. Well, not like that,
0: like <laughs> you've, you've denied that audience release. you that is the build-up of that song that's incredible i love that
1: yeah unfortunately a crack on that part of the song is just not gonna work
0: (laughs) i regret to inform you that if you have video of this moment you are legally obligated to send it to us we will not send it to other people but michelle and i would like to see it
1: oh yeah i mean legally obligated (laughs) i need to see it i need to know what voices collapsing sounds like for for science Purposes. Yeah,
0: I need to know what the collapse is. I want to know. I want to know what this audience felt. Yeah, <laughs> and I want. I will also promise you, we will listen to the whole thing. Oh yeah because it's it's not right to just listen to the crack. We need to hear the whole build
1: up. The to whole buildup waiting for this moment and then just the floor drops out from under you.
0: This is also sometimes how I feel when like people will ask me to sing behind the bar um, because I don't I don't get my phone out and give myself a pitch. I'll usually just sing something for them and sometimes I realize I've started way too high and I've set myself up for disaster.
1: <laughs> Relatable.
0: But please send me that video. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) this has been quite the episode. I can't believe how many repressed memories I had resurfaced today. I I, I so did not want most of them back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely going to be a No.
0: Oh, but you know what? It's always good to know that we are not alone. Things happen on stage all the time to everyone.
1: Yeah, and life goes on. Yeah,
0: we all move on. We all move forward. And then one day you write into a podcast or you host one and you share them for laughs. laughs. (laughs) But we're, thank you guys so much for writing in. Like, we can't do these episodes without you guys participating, and so many of you wrote in, and you wrote us lovely little notes, and they're just so much fun for us to do, uh, because, because we also like to know that there are people out there like us who have made
1: mistakes. Absolutely. And uh, you're in good company. Happens to the best of us. But if you've enjoyed this write-in episode, please head over to the Apple Podcasts app. Leave us a nice little review. It helps our podcast grow and more people find out about what the heck we're doing over here at Opera Offstage. And if you're a a newer listener and you haven't heard one of our write-ins before, basically the way to submit is check out our Instagram. You can find us at Opera Offstage. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and we always give you guys a heads up whenever we're going to do one of these write-in episodes. We give you the topic, and as you can see, everything's read anonymously, so your secrets are safe with us. But if you're not already following us, that's where you're going to find all of your information about upcoming episodes. So, man, this was a whole lot of fun. (laughs) We're going to have to do another write-in episode soon. Yeah, Uh, Maybe on performance saves instead of disasters. Truly.
0: But if you have any funny stories that you'd like to send us or you have an idea for a write-in episode, feel free to send that to us too. And I've also mentioned a couple times during the podcast that I'll be putting up some stuff on our Discord and you can get to that through our bio on Instagram. This has been so much fun and we will see you guys next week. Bye.
1: Bye.